Giant lions, middle fingers, and nipples? No, I'm not talking about my Friday night. We're talking Super Bowl halftime shows. Welcome back to Warming the Bench. This is Daniel Tran, your host, and we are talking Super Bowl. Well, not just the Super Bowl game, but the Super Bowl halftime shows. Because that's, that's one of the more interesting parts of this anyway. It's not just about the game. It's about the spectacle. And you don't get spectacle without that halftime show. Now, we aren't totally ignoring the game now, okay? We still have our debate up on the tilt. We're talking Chiefs versus the 49ers. As of now, you, the tilt audience, have the Niners winning. <laughs> I have a guest in the studio right now that is shaking his head. Well, what do you what do you think, Duran? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, so you know I have to root for the Chiefs. So oh, boo! Yeah, well, we know that uh, Duran is the biggest uh, sports fan, especially being exactly. that he's uh, exactly. he's the he's the entertainment editor here at the Tilt. Yeah, and therefore he yeah. is the biggest sports fan. Tell tell how tell us how much you love sports, Duran. I I, I love sports um, so much that this title is very fitting for me and how much I love sports. I love to warm the bench. <laughs> That's how much I love sports, everyone. I see, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Duran. Okay. I've been waiting to do that. <laughs> I've been waiting for him to have me a guest on here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Duran. Okay, so let me tell you a little about Duran. He is uh, the entertainment editor and the fan army editor here yeah. at The Tilt. The, the official title is Senior Fandom Editor. What what other titles do you have, Duran? <laughs> um, let's see. It's so many. You know, I am the breaker of tilts. Literally, <laughs> I've broken. I pretty much broken. I have broken every single thing that you can possibly break. Uh, I've broken the internet, the the tilt dot com, the back end. You know, the the signal of which we bring in votes. I've broken that a few times. Yeah, I've broken everything. Yeah, the breaker of tilts. We got the empress of tilts. He told me today he wanted to be referred to as the goddess of tilts. So we know that he's <laughs> I was a, one of the he's, first editorial members. You know, he's a very I, humble guy, Duran. Okay, yeah, so that's all you really yeah, need to know yeah, about. I don't him. believe in humility. But the thing Overrated. that the thing that we know about Duran mm-hmm. is that he knows his entertainment stuff. I do. And I had to bring him in to talk about what we're talking about today in today's episode, which is the Super Bowl halftime. Duran, we're when you think about Super Bowl halftime shows, what is the thing that makes a perfect one? Like, what elements do you see that need to happen in order to have a perfect show? It has to be the full package. It has to be a spectacle. The performer has to have a look, a style to them, and not only to them, but to the stage, you know, of which the, the space that they're occupying, um, the the dancing, the singing all have to be on point. And, you know, when you're performing, dancing and singing, you know, you can only sing so much live. So there's that. But, you know, you still got to sing, still got to dance. You, you have to put on, you have to put on the show, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have our categories. Um, we will get into the categories pretty soon. But our Tilt audience actually voted on a bracket that Duran mm-hmm. put out. Tell me about that bracket a little bit, and we'll talk about – well, we'll talk more about it later, but tell us – like preview it a little bit right now. So basically I took 
the top eight pop stars over the course of like what the last 30 years because you know as you, as a lot of you may know listeners out there michael jackson kind of revolutionized the super bowl halftime performance and so it kind of all started with him but it really took until like you know pretty much almost 20 years later for more pop stars on like i want to say on the level of michael jackson because you know michael jackson is his own entity but you know like some of the biggest pop stars pop icons of not only this generation, but just, you know, historically speaking, in terms of, like, you know, popular music overall, like, putting on these big spectacle performances. So I took the top eight, uh, who, I, who I believe are the top eight, like, performers to do it, pop star performers, who have taken on the Super Bowl halftime show and faced them off in a bracket, you know, like, who has the, the greatest Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. Gotcha. Okay, so our uh, audience voted on that. Yes. And we will let y'all know how y'all voted and whether you were completely wrong or completely right. Uh, honestly, I'm sure Duran mm-hmm. did his due diligence when it came to this research, but I'm not sure about y'all, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I, I know Dan's bias when it comes to this, so, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I think, I honestly think the winner makes sense. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. so we'll get into that a little bit later. But as of now, so we have – I have four different categories I want to talk about when it mm-hmm. comes to the perfect Super Bowl performance. We're talking fashion. Yes. God dancing. Serving looks. Biggest WTF moment mm-hmm. and spectacle. I think those four elements specifically mm-hmm. make up a perfect performance because with the fashion, you want something eye-catching. You want right. something that you will gotta really – You got to serve looks. Like, yeah. Exactly. You got you to gotta grab somebody's attention. You got to keep mm-hmm. them hooked. Yeah. And that and the That's fashion part of the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And fashion okay. is the first thing that really comes to my mind. Yeah. Dancing. Like you can't just be standing there like strumming along on a yeah. guitar but here's the that's thing. not even plugged in. Here's the thing. Like you you can do that, like play instruments, but you know, you also have to move along with it. Exactly. So, yeah. You can't you can't just like be Bruno, stationary. like yeah. Bruno or Prince, like they're they're musicians, but they move. They're yeah. they're movers and shakers as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So dancing doesn't literally have to be on the level of Michael or Janet, but you still have to, like, put on a show in the sense of moving. Exactly. There has to be some movement, yeah. some, something that also draws the eye. Exactly. Now we got biggest WTF moment. Mm. This is the Super Bowl. <sighs> you have to have something that will make people talk beyond the game itself right. because the game itself has evolved to such a level mm-hmm. that it has become the event, basically, of the year right. for a lot of sports people. Yeah, yeah. So biggest WTF moment, you need something that will trend on Twitter. You need something that is very Instagrammable. You need, you need all those elements in order for the, the halftime performance to stand out. Right. Even before Instagram existed, it had to be Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And then that gets to spectacles. <laughs> Overall spectacle is just the, mm-hmm. the optics, everything, right, 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 right. everything that like really just kind of grabs your attention, it's right? Like the, the, like, it's kind of like – Biggest spectacle slash package. Exactly. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. so like, uh, like these performances like are like maybe fifteen to twenty minutes now. If you're, yeah, if you're not, know. if you're not able to like really go ooh and ah a lot yeah. during those performances, you're gonna you're gonna lose a I lot. Actually, have something on that later. Like the performances being fifteen to twenty minutes. I've noticed something about one of the performers in the last decade. Uh, but we can talk about that a little bit later when okay. we get into that category, yeah. All right, so one thing that we have not included or that I didn't feel like that was needed mm-hmm. to be included is singing. Yeah. Because I feel like in this era of non-live mics mm-hmm. and people being way too afraid to stumble in the moment right. or the NFL being too afraid yeah. of that happening, 
that singing has obviously taken a back step because a lot of this pre-recorded yeah. or um, let's they, backtrack. Well, you or know, backtrack. Yes, these type of performers um, typically do have backing tracks, and to be honest, this is my personal opinion. They should because you're doing a lot on stage. Like if you know, like if you're just. Standing there, if you're a vocalist, you're just standing there and you're singing, you're giving it all that you have, that's different. You know, like, you, should, you shouldn't you should be, you know, lip-syncing. Um, and to be fair, these performers are not necessarily lip-syncing. They're just not singing every single part. Or if, if they do need to take a breath, there's the backing track to help them out. You know, like, it's only so much, you know, stamina that you can possibly have or endurance you can possibly have while you're performing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, standard, I feel like uh, as of... The whole Michael Jackson era and beyond. Yeah, yeah. I would say that singing not the most important thing to a Super Bowl performance yeah. anymore, just because. Yes, they have to have that safety net just in case right. something happens. Exactly. I mean, you can be Michael Jackson and just stand there for like um, thirty minutes, and <laughs> that's the performance. <laughs> he tried it. He tried it, uh, but they didn't. But they have to. They just, uh, they just screamed at him. They gawked at him. Yeah, they know? really like, did. They're like, "You gotta go." But we gotta talk about that one later. Okay, so we have those four. Those four categories right. to go through: fashion, dancing, WTF moment, and spectacle. And then we will end that, and then we will end it with what you, the audience, thought and what our right. personal favorites are. Right. Okay. So this – okay, let's go. Let's go with it. Let's start off at the top. Right. Most fashionable uh, halftime performances ever, or the best fashion that you've seen in a, a halftime performance. Can it be more than one? Obviously, it can be more than one. Okay. Yes. I would say the the person who revolutionized it all, Michael Jackson, that jacket, that, that entire like military look that he gave us – it, it was perfect. And, guess, was, and and then who and then who got uh, that afterwards? Uh, Beyonce. I mean, like Beyonce, like paid uh, old homage to yeah. to Michael. Um, and, oh, I can't remember what year it was. 2016, because it's the year that Formation came out, and it was, I believe, Coldplay's Super Bowl. But yes. they brought out um, Bruno and Beyonce, who have done it in the past. You know, solo killed it. You know, broke records or whatever. Um, they brought those two out and they looked amazing. But I would say second to Michael Jackson has to be Lady Gaga. Ooh. Both of her looks actually. Yeah, so Lady Gaga, if you all can remember, came in on that it looked like a diamond studded like you like, Oh my god, that Leotard's everything. Yeah. And you know what? Like the Simpsons predicted that. Yeah, they actually yeah, they did like, <laughs> like, like another thing. Yeah, another Simpsons prediction was that she was gonna come in like with something ridiculous, but I don't think they predicted like the Super Bowl part, but she was performing. Yes. She was wearing something sparkling. Yes. Like a sparkling leotard and i think she was like you know coming like coming in from like the sky yeah <laughs> so she was literally in the words of rihanna the great poet a diamond in the sky wow I, 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 I actually didn't i actually did not see that coming um well let me or right, let's uh it could have just been bedazzled for all we know but <laughs> i'm gonna assume that it's diamonds you know it's lady gaga she got money she got coin oh she definitely got coin. <laughs> what about the other look that you were talking so about? she actually dressed up like a football player like a sexy football player so she wore i don't know what this you got you know i don't know sports terms so like whatever like the the shoulder pad thing is yeah so she she, the shoulder that. pans the shoulder pads with like did it have her jersey on it uh, i think it was like a little yeah a little uh crop top jersey and you know like you know some booty shorts still sparkling killing it out here killing the kids like i love that look like i didn't think that Shoulder pass can be made fashionable, but Lady Gaga did it. Like Lady Gaga does. There's only two people who can do something like that: Lady Gaga and Rihanna. They can pull off pretty much any look. Here's a quote from Pop Sugar: After taking hey, the Sugar. field in a Vera Wang 
coordinated set before kickoff. She hung out backstage in a monogram jersey and finally took the stage in in Atelier Versace. I guess that's how you say it. Atelier Versace Ciao. silver bedazzled bodysuit with matching boots. Mm-hmm. For part of the performance, she wore the Swarovski-covered suit sans decoration. Mm. But soon enough, she slipped into a spiked gold jacket, later nixed the top half of the design for crystal panties and a slash tee reminiscent of a football jersey. So yes. those are those are the looks that we're talking about. I mean, we're talking some like serious cash for these freaking costumes. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with See, these, bedazzled, I told you. And, and, with the, and with these Super Bowl performances, they don't get paid. Wait, what? I didn't know that. They don't get paid. I think it's like, but you know what? It's the prestige of you know getting to do the Super Bowl halftime show because I remember uh, watching Lady Gaga's documentary on Netflix. She was just like. It's it's competitive to to be a halftime performer these days. Like she's like, you know what? I think we're really going to get it this year. That's what she was saying in her documentary. She got it that year, so yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they don't yeah. get paid for their performances, which is like, it, it's more so for the marketing than it is anything else. Because sure. you have uh, you have over a hundred million eyes, especially now. It's a milestone in uh, a, a pop star slash pop icon's career to do the, the halftime show at this point. And yeah, like you said, it's it's a part of marketing. Like usually, when someone does like the Super Bowl halftime performance, they have like a big project coming out, yeah. or they're they're like in the midst of a you know big project or an era of music or you know whatever it may be. Yeah, so, that's true. Touring, yeah. And so, um, when it comes to fashion, obviously, um, it's so based on individual style. Yeah. What would you say is impo- like important elements of that? of that style in order to like get it right. I would say it has to sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> it literally actually has to this, this coming sparkle. This coming from the man that has at least five hats that sparkle. I have so. way more than five hats. Come on. There now. you go. There and you I go. I have other there like, you, you know, um, items for like the body, clothing items for the body that sparkle, obviously. So, okay. Yes, so you I need have sparkling something, shoes. Okay. So you need something that pops basically. Yeah. Yeah. You need something that pops. It has to sparkle or it has to be super colorful and also has to be, it has to fit that uh, individual pop star, pop icons aesthetic. Like it has to like contribute to that in a sense. Okay. So I gotcha. like Michael Jackson's jacket was a part of his aesthetic. Like we've, we've, we have seen him do that before. I don't want to say like, say that in a bad way. Yeah. But it was kind of building onto that aesthetic in a sense because it was also like very reminiscent of his dangerous uh, music era, which I feel like he was at the tail end of in 1993 because bad, the bad era started in late 1991. You know, it went throughout 1992. He toured and everything. So yeah, like I think it has to, you know, complement and build onto your aesthetic. I would say that. Uh, yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got fashion down. Okay. Yeah, we now we... Down. We now we're talking about dancing. What yeah. is like your favorite dancing Super Bowl performances? Um, Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson. Okay, and in that order. Okay. Oh, in that order. Yeah. See, a lot of people they don't even associate mm. Janet Jackson with the uh, with the dancing, or at least people that are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are not a part of the the uh, the space. Yeah, for sure. But why why would why do you say Janet Jackson above Michael Jackson? Because Michael Jackson has some iconic moves. He does. He has iconic moves. That people have, you know, emulated. Uh, when it comes to Janet Jackson, her choreography is very precise and complex, and um, not everyone in this world can do it. I don't think I can, I can't do it. I know I, I don't think you can do it. 
I don't think anybody that we know can do those dance moves, even if they are dancers. So, I mean, like, it's it's complex, but it, it's so seamless. So to be able to get on stage and do seamless choreography the way Janet Jackson does it, you know, it's 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 magical. Like, you know, like how people refer to Michael Jackson as being magical. And, you know, he is a magical performer. He will always be remembered as such. Janet Jackson's choreography is has always been seamless. And so... It's it's magical because of that. Like I feel like because it's not like it's signature in the sense of like its complexity, like the rhythm nation routine, the if routine. Like like I said, we can't do that. But you know, Michael Jackson is known for like very specific moves, like the moonwalk and stuff like that. So yeah, I will go with Janet Jackson than Michael Jackson. But it's it's comparing apples for oranges. I guess I guess it's like one A and one B kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they're, like because those, those are the top top. Like you yeah. can't. You, there's no denying. They're Jacksons. Like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're freaking Jacksons, man. It's like there's no way that you can have like somebody that tops that. Yeah. Like underrated favorite of mine, obviously Beyonce. Her single um, yeah. performance. Yeah. Like she she busted out all her moves as well, and she like really showed like that that dancing part of mm. her performance because for of, sure. And it's like um, we can talk about Beyonce later when it comes to her like the the political performance or like the controversial performance that really got mm. her on the map. But the performance that got uh, that she did before that, 2013, one of the best dancing ones I think I've ever seen. And like my one of my low key favorites was, um, well, it's not like really an entire performance, but Bruce Springsteen even at his age mm. getting up on a piano and like dancing on the piano, kind of freewheeling it after Bob Costas didn't think that he would um, have a physical enough performance because he was, like, so advanced in his age. But just... Like, I'll show you. Exactly. Because, exactly. <laughs> like, being able to prove somebody wrong like that, that really works. There are rockers out here still getting it. Yeah, I mean, they got some aging people, and they yeah. still put on great shows. Yeah. Um, but... You know. Eventually, you know, at some point, you do have to retire. Like, Tina Turner was doing it well into her 60s. Yeah. And she was like, she did an interview with Gail King last year. She was like, yeah, no. If they want to see me perform, they can go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm done. Hey, like, when 80 you, years old. That's what I was like, to say. Like, yeah, I'm when done. you're that old and you, you're like, you've been on the top of the game for that long. Yeah. Like, I, I'd be like, no, I don't, a, I don't have to do anything for she's y'all. She's the reason why Janet Jackson and Beyonce exist. Like, and that's, that's their, their, their mother. That's. They're in her house, so, in that sense. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, each, each you know, generation builds on to the, to the house. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. That's the house of black, black show women <laughs> I'm talking about. Well, I guess that's technically Josephine Baker's house, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different, different conversation. Different, different conversation. <laughs> different podcast, probably. But uh, <laughs> let's see. What other uh, dancing ones can we talk about? I think all of them have, like, dancing elements because, like, being movers and shakers, like, that's – a part of like you know putting on the perfect halftime performance but i think it's really just you know those three in a sense but also like bruno and beyonce you know that team up that they did like the little dance off they had that was really really cute it was really really good yeah you're right yeah so that's another one it definitely wasn't justin timberlake i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to him later. <laughs> okay, um, so we're, we're going to go with um, next is going to be biggest WTF moment. There are there have been many many WTF moments. No comment. <laughs> we just and we just mentioned one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites too, but for ob- an obviously different reason. This is this is the reason I like this moment. You're talking about Janet Jackson earlier. Uh-huh. Biggest WTF moment for me was the Janet Jackson moment. 
you know, I was in a shower when that happened. <laughs> you, like, I was trying not to miss the halftime performance, but I was like, I really got a shower. You know, like, I was one of those kids who got ready for school the next day. Like, I was very serious about getting ready for school each and every night when I was in elementary and middle school. Okay. So I like, I was like, I'm going to run, take a shower, and come back, and hopefully the halftime show will be on by then. And I, I missed that part. So you missed you missed Janet Jackson's, one of Janet Jackson's most notorious moments ever live. Yeah. My goodness. I, I was I was not happy about that. <laughs> not about like seeing that part, but like the performance in like its entirety. Oh like, yeah, of course. Like I, I didn't care about it. And you know, I, obviously I, you know I don't care about and that. And that performance I mean I care about it in terms of her career. Yeah, but. and that performance was great. Like she was a great like her, her set specifically it was really good. Was amazing. That's what I'm talking about. Like the, the, the choreography was seamless, the stage was spectacle. You know, she killed it. She opened I believe she opened and closed the the Super Bowl halftime performance because there was performances in between. But then that but then that what the, what the heck moment happened right? Yeah, and yeah. We, like, then we got we got headlines that say Nipplegate and everything. It really like, wasn't that big of a deal. Like hey, in, it should have been. In in that in that era of television, yeah, that is probably the worst thing that could possibly yeah. happen. And she like was really blackballed too. She like, was like, blacklisted. They, yeah, well, yeah. Like go go into that a little bit more. Talk about the blacklisting because uh, like, her her music was pulled from the radio. Um, I I want to say it was Viacom, so a lot of her music videos were pulled off of like MTV and like it's like different stations would not like play either her music if it was radio or you know TV would not you know play her music video. So yeah, she was blacklisted in that sense. So it was it was a very difficult, very 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 difficult time for her. Gotcha. And but, like you know, she still she still was successful. She just wasn't the level of su- successful that we expected out of Janet Jackson. And I, she was the world's biggest pop star. Yeah, and honestly, right. That. And honestly, right now, like we hear a lot about pop stars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you always, you know, you you'll always like fight somebody for Janet Jackson. I've I've. Fig- I figured this out firsthand whenever I whenever I make fun yeah. of her on. So he will yeah. always, he always his ears will always perk up. Mm-hmm. He gets that look oh, in his God. eyes, and then he <laughs> he lyrics, looks like he looks really like do. he's about he looks like he's about to choke somebody out, <laughs> like Wayne Brady in the in the Dave Chappelle skit. He but really I can wants... really talk about Janet Jackson eloquently. Like yeah, that's, that's true. That's, like you can you can you can I list mean, numbers and everything like yeah. that. But like we talk about pop stars right now, mm-hmm. even even on the site. Yeah. Not a lot of people talk about Janet Jackson still. That's actually kind of untrue at this point. I would say that really started to shift like within like the first year of knowing you. Like in 2017 is when I think we've known each other for like three years. So yeah. within these three years, things have really started to shift around for Janet Jackson. I think the younger generation does not talk about Janet Jackson. They don't know who she is, which is unfortunate. Fortunate, and it's because... She was blacklisted, like, in the ops, basically. Yeah. Like, before that, during that All For You era, which was right before the Demita Joe era, which was the era of the Super Bowl Nipplegate incident, she was the biggest pop star. She literally, like, she had an MTV special called MTV Icon. She was the very first person to do that, like, where all the artists of, all the up-and-coming artists are the current pop stars, like, the younger pop stars, were playing tribute to Janet Jackson. So it had NSYNC, it had Aaliyah, it had Destiny's Child, it had Pink, Maya, Usher did a whole entire, like, um, dance tribute, and they killed it uh, to Janet Jackson. So, I mean, like, she was literally, like, the world's biggest, like, female pop star at the time. So, and, but in the, in, the, in the past few years, 
um, her legacy has been reclaimed. Like her fan base have been very, you know, adamant about making sure her legacy has been uplifted and reclaimed. Uh, every Super Bowl, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen on February second. Uh, it's going to be Jenna Jackson Appreciation Day. Hashtag it, it's the third annual Jenna Jackson Appreciation Day. Justin Timberlake's um, Super Bowl halftime performance kind of started that, you know. Oh yeah, because he his his career uh, skyrocketed from exactly. there. Exactly, <laughs> and it's, it it just mirrors like you know American society. You know, like to be a person of color, to be a black person, and to be a woman on top of that, to have that intersection of identity, uh, like you're gonna unfortunately be crapped on in this world, right? So that's what she had to deal with gotcha. the the racism and the sexism that came along with this this moment that happened for like what ten seconds. And the not n- not even split second. A split second, and the nipple was covered. Yeah. So, people just, like basically what you're saying is people need to grow the hell up. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, a whole entire social media platform was created because of it. So there That's you go. That's true. Yeah, YouTube. Congratulations, YouTube. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they should definitely be sending uh, Janet royalties because that was his inspiration. Exactly. But yeah, she she has been winning like all types of like legacy awards because that's what she has a legacy she literally was the contemporary of madonna like like depending on who you ask like who's the queen of pop you know they'll give you different answers and obviously you can throw mariah carey and whitney houston into that mix too like they are literally like the top four um billboard hot 100 women artists of all time so that makes sense it goes yeah true literally madonna mariah janet whitney in that order where does Left Shark stand for you in Debbie's WTF moment? It was a um, fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather give that moment, you know, I'd rather uplift that moment in Nipplegate. Really? Not in a sense of, like, erasing that the fact that Nipplegate happened, but, like, people, like, like, oh, I know who Janet Jackson is because of Nipplegate. You should know who Janet Jackson is because she had 18 top 10 Billboard Hot 100 hits in a row. Yeah. No other artist have, has ever done that. Yeah. Because she's broken like so many different Billboard and other records out there. Whereas Left Shark just kind of. It's just a cute. It was a fun <laughs> moment. It was a funny moment. moment. You know, like. It's like, who, the, like, who is this guy? Who's this guy that they got that just doesn't know how to dance? It seemed like he just like was taken off the street and was just like, here. But it's an iconic moment that will always be remembered. And that should be the, the WTF moment, not, you know people caring about Nipplegate. Yeah. But people should have been like, you know what? That's not a big deal. That'll never happen. (laughs) They changed up the entire halftime performance. Like, like thing because of that. Like they just, they didn't um, get, they didn't take any risks after that. They wanted to make sure they had a lot of control. They actually put the halftime performance on uh, tape delay because of Mm -hmm. that. Um, So it's like that entire moment actually changed. Like it was a revolutionary moment for better or for worse, for the halftime performances. It's like we were talking before about Michael Jackson revolutionizing the performances. We have two Jacksons on top of the game changing it, like, just, like, because of what they do. And it's unfortunate because, like, like we talked about earlier, it's such a beautiful halftime performance. Yeah. Jenna Jackson, so, yeah. But it will always be remembered because of Nipplegate. (laughs) That's true. Pretty high on my list for WTF moments is MIA flipping off the camera, like live TV camera. Oh, yeah, that did happen. I was just like, and we, we want to talk about blacklisting. I don't think I've really heard of her since. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I don't actually know why that is. Yeah. But that was a part of Madonna's performance, right? Yeah. It was a part yeah, of Madonna's was, performance. She brought out uh, M.I.A. and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, like, people talked about, uh, obviously, Madonna. We'll talk about Madonna later. But that whole M.I.A. moment, you're just like, how, what happened in, the in like, the tape delay to where she still got off a middle finger? And how did she think that that was, like, okay? <laughs> Honestly, I think somebody who was, like, in the, what you call that room? The, uh, oh, like the control room? Control room, yeah. 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 The control room. They were like, probably like, whatever. You know, probably, <laughs> it's just you, just a middle <laughs> finger. <laughs> no, no, no. They probably were like, you know, like, oh, nothing's going to happen. They, everybody know better after, like, Nipplegate. Ain't nothing going to happen. It's fine. And then something happened. But even that, it's just like, really? It's so silly. Yeah. I mean, like. So had Jenna Jackson flipped off the, the camera, her career would have been over because of that? Really? It's like, hey, man. It's like, like, literally, like, one of the, like the biggest artist of the 1980s and 1990s career would have been over because she flipped off the camera. You're talking about the biggest TV event of like the year though, man. And it's like, we got a hundred over a hundred million eyes on this thing. Well, you know, year. you know, maybe I'm just talking from the the perspective of us having, you know, progressed so much in the last 16 years. Progression, huh? Progression. That's we a progress so much. Yeah. That's, that's such so, a, that's a know. great word to use about the, the world we live in right Quote, now. Quote unquote. And that was the, I, I am using air quotes right now. Progression. Progression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do, like obviously the WTF moment dom- dominated by Janet Jackson. What oh, was the what was the biggest spectacle? Oh, the biggest spectacle for um, for halftime performance. I would say high up on my list, Madonna. Mm. Middle finger aside from MIA, Madonna always knows how to put on a great spectacle. That is a good point because like her her whole thing. So she was brought in on mm. like. Uh, I mean, for better or worse, like on the backs of men, in like a like a carriage of some sort, right? Wearing uh, like almost like an Egyptian um, yeah, yeah. goddess or pharaoh kind of like outfit, starts busting out some dance moves, and she wasn't a young, she wasn't a spring chicken for this one. She was, she was, she was a, she was a little advanced in her age, but she was still putting on a great show. Like she uh, was voguing, doing the whole thing. Because she's the artist of that era. And this goes for, like, men or women, because we talked about Bruce uh, Springsteen earlier. Yes. So this is, like, literally talking about age, not gender when it comes to age. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, they're some of the greatest performers of all time, so this is what they're going to do. This is what they do. Yeah. You know, at some point, that's going to be Beyonce and and Lady Gaga and Bruno Mars doing the same thing. They're going to be in their 50s, 60s. Still giving it all that they have, you know. I believe so. At least. That's true. Janet Jackson is currently, what, like, what, 50, 53? And still, again, legacy has been reclaimed, selling out arenas, doing her thing, you know. Like, literally has been touring, like, nonstop for, like, the last three or four years. So, like, on it, like, on it off, like, you know, like, stints in between to take a break. But, you know, like, she's been killing it for, like, she's been inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame like like she's good and you know like she was never like really pressed about like the super bowl happening like there are artists who are actually out there pressed about their status and keeping that status she's never been like one of those one of those girls who who, who cared yeah in that sense like she she knows what she has accomplished and she's you know confident in that so yeah anyways the whole point is like Certain artists like rockers or you know pop stars like iconic pop stars who have longevity. I'm talking about like this is what they do. Yeah, the performers. This is what they do. This this is a part of who they are. So. Yeah. So another another performance I wanted to uh, 
site for this one was not was Coldplay. But it's not because of Coldplay, obviously. It's because of formation. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uptown Funk in formation, like Bruno Mars and yes. his, his uh, band and dancers performed Uptown Funk. Yeah. And it led into formation. So Coldplay basically was like, you know, we're going to bring out these performers. like Because all we can do is play instruments. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, but there's nothing like, wrong with that. Like, you know, like, I think, you know, like, Besides, and you know, like, this happened, like, after, like, you know, the Jenna Jackson Nipplegate incident. Like, they went back to rockers, right? So, like, it was, like, rock music for, like, almost, like, the rest of, like, the 2000s until, like, uh, I think it was Madonna who really, like, brought back, you know, like, the pop star. Like, really, you know, taking over, like, the, the halftime performance. Gotcha. Kind of my favorite, what the, like, uh, spectacle... Uh, was this whole SpongeBob thing that happened the last uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl performance with uh, Travis Scott? Oh. That was actually like really cool. I thought because I mean we're in this meme culture that we have um, kind of cultivated. Mm. I never thought it would make it to this, this the stage of the Super Bowl. <laughs> so the fact that Travis Scott and, honestly, like, I was even thinking about that. Yeah, no, like once, like I feel like once they the league kind of, I don't know if like how much like say they have over mm. it, honestly. But the fact that a meme, the SpongeBob meme, had made it to the Super Bowl, I thought that was like one of the coolest things. And then like having Travis Scott come, like uh, have like what does it digitalized uh, fireballs from the sky, right. and then have that explode from the bottom of the stage and him just like start going hard with his lyrics. Right. I thought that was like one of the coolest things. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, no, for sure, for sure. that sounds as like one of my favorite like spectacle moments. I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with Katy Perry on this. Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. That, you're right. No, you're right. The most the lion. Yeah. Like she wrote in on the a mechanical lion and then like the sharks, obviously. Like it was just all spectacle and I loved it. Yeah, no, you're right. And like we're talking about the most viewed Super Bowl performance ever. Like mm. 118 over 118 million viewers. It was still it was and it was more than the Super Bowl, which had 114 that year. Yeah. So I mean that whole performance, you're right. Like I don't know what people were expecting, but man, I think people were tuning in no matter what because Okay, oh. so what year was this? Uh, let's see, 2000, I'm going to say 2015? Let's see. I want to say she went after uh, Bruno Mars. 2015. Yep. So I was right. Yeah. 2015. Uh, let's see, what era was that? You know, like the 2010s has really been like a great, you know, decade for Katy Perry. I mean, yeah. she came out in 2008. She broke out in 2008 with I Kissed a Girl. But, you know, like, you know, she had Teenage Dream and then she had like the album following Teenage Dream. Like yeah. these are like huge, like pop crafted albums that did really well commercially. So I think, you know, and she has a huge fan base. Shout out to the Katy Cats out there. So The Katy Cats, huh? Yeah. We're going to tag them in this podcast, and uh, I hope I hope I don't get yelled at. Because, <laughs> I mean, I do respect Katy Perry's uh, showmanship. That's for sure. Like, the spectacle itself, yeah. amazing, amazing stuff. But if we were judging on singing, she wouldn't be that high up there for me. Just, just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm any, just looking at Dan right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like anything to say, Deron, because I'm not really afraid of the Katy Cats. I respect them, but I'm not really afraid of them. <laughs> I love all my fans and all my pop stars <laughs> yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, also, she brought on uh, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she 
she knows how to throw on a show, and I I respect the hell out of her yeah. for it. Like she she and she came in right. She has that. bop. She does. Yeah, have she, bop. and she wrote in on that giant lion, and I was just like, that is kind of awesome. Yeah. And then she had that firework like belt. That thing that has that has to be super hard to pull off, like the mechanical lion. Like oh, I, I would have been yeah. so I would have been so nervous about that. If I was like a pop star, I'd be like, you know what? I'd rather just come through, you know, like the sky, like Lady Gaga did, because that's all spectacle too. I love yeah. that. I was like, I'd rather do that and then jump off the stage at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, like, I was like, okay? I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather do that than the, the mechanical lion. Like, that's a, like a huge risk to me. I was like, what if this thing falls apart? But she pulled it off. Yeah, she did pull so, it off. You're right. Mad respect. Mad to, respect. To Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's let's end it by uh, by praising K- Katie Perry and her fans because we don't want to get uh, uh, killed. <laughs> who, who, no, who's this? We? Uh, oh, just, oh, sorry, just me, just me. So, Duran, let's talk about the bracket that we did uh, on the tilt uh, regarding Super Bowl halftime performances, which I think should have been on the sports section, but it's in their entertainment section. You know what? We're not going to do that. It's entertainment. <laughs> it is entertainment. It is not about the actual attached Super Bowl. to the biggest sports game. In the entire country. So we can have this argument, like, any time. Like, I, 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 I remember, like, the year before, like, in 2018. We, we, we were talking I about I was it. not happy about that. They put, <laughs> they put a halftime performance debate in the sports section, you know, when I was off watching the Super Bowl. Like, I was watching it because I was like, this is a overall a sports event. That's right. That's right. So I wasn't, like, on the clock at the time. Like, I yeah. wasn't, like, on Slack at the time. And next thing you know, this entertainment story is in the sports section. And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I started to archive it and redo it. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. I remember that because I was live-tweeting the, the Super Bowl. And I was just like, wait, what's what's going on He's here? Like, let, let me steal this story from entertainment while I'm trying <laughs> looking. Well, no. Somebody else re-upped it. And no, then no, that I, was the original story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I well, – In 2018. Yeah. It was the original story. Exactly. It was so, – it Beyonce? I think it was Beyonce one, yeah. Versus Prince? Yeah. I'm like, you know, like, you can't exclude Michael Jackson, who revolutionized the Super Bowl in that sense. So. I guess. But I was just like, you know what, there's just so many great, you know, halftime performances. So the following year, I did a bracket on it. Yeah. And, you know, we had Michael Jackson. And it went in chrono- um, chronological order. So it was Michael versus Janet Jackson. That's the only time I've ever done Michael versus Janet it may be the only time I ever do that. Uh, a lot of people have asked me to do that. I'm like, no. <laughs> Their fan bases uh, intersect. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They do. Yeah. You know, they're, you're, they're, you're, like you're, you're Jacksons. Yeah, you know? you're, you're car, you're carnivore. Like you're basically just like cannibalizing. Yeah. Um. That that like that fan base, both of them. So it's just like, why why even do that? So. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to list like a whole part of like what I do is like listening to like the communities that I cover, and I don't, I don't think they respond well to that, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, you know, Prince, uh, yeah, you have Prince versus Madonna, actually. Ooh, two, sh- two show people. Yep, yep. These yeah. are all people of, like, these are all contemporaries in a sense. Yeah, for sure. Like, the, like, the four on that side. And then on the, on the flip side, you have Beyonce versus Bruno Mars. Okay. And then you have Katy Perry versus Lady Gaga in the first round. So yeah, not all these matchups make sense. I remember, I remember the Lady Gaga Katy Perry one specifically mm. did not go over so well with the two fan bases, or, or they did. It did go over really well, yeah. a little too well, from what I remember. Yeah, they're like they're super like little monsters. The Katy uh, Katy cats are super mobilized yeah. all the time. So like, yeah, you know, when those two fandoms are in the. Um, Face off together, uh, yeah. Things go wild. Things, yeah. <laughs> and and who That's came up? Thing, yeah. and who who came up on the top of that one though? Um, it was it was Lady Gaga. 
I have to agree. I Lady Gaga I... made it to the the second round, and it was Bruno in the second round uh, as well. And yeah, it was tough. Ooh. It was tough. It's all about like how fandom mobilizes. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love Bruno Mars, but Beyonce's like individual performance, I felt like was just yeah. a ridiculous. And then, we are talk about Bruno and Beyonce's individual performances, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Michael versus Madonna. So oh, these these face offs okay. still make right. sense. So there was like yeah. no way to go wrong with like who was facing off with with. With whom? And then in the final round, it was Michael versus Bruno Mars. So it's like father versus son, in a sense. <laughs> son, like stepson. <laughs> you know what? What? No, that's like, like he honestly is like the the offspring of like, I don't know how this works, but Michael and, and Prince. Like, yeah. He's literally like, uh, his artistry is like a mix of both. Like, in terms of who has influenced, you know, Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and he really, always plays uh, homage to his um, um, inspirations. Yeah, so, he really yeah. does. He does a good job of doing that, actually. A lot of people give him crap for, um, quote-unquote, appropriate like appropriation. But another conversation for another podcast. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's more so appreciation from his end, because he, yeah. he, usually gives, he usually gives the credit where the credit is due. Yeah, and I think it, like, intercommunally speaking, uh, black people are pretty like split on that. Like, yeah, you know, like that. Like I said, that's like another, like another, a conversation for another podcast. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, more oh, definitely more serious podcast. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, do we want to know who came out victorious in the end? Yeah. What? Yeah. What did our tilter say about that one? The king of pop. Yeah, that makes sense. Sixty-four point five percent voted for Michael Jackson. Honestly, hashtag Super Michael. Yeah, honestly, I think his his revolutionary performance really kind of um it it's deserving of that to to win our bracket. Cuz I don't think anybody before that mm-hmm. or even after that maybe has really touched on like the the impact or the just complete artistry of it all. Yeah. Um he, he even, it was a milestone yeah, in, in exactly. popular culture and and just in general. He yeah. was actually seeking a million dollars. Uh, for, for the Super Bowl performance, but they obviously the Super Bowl they don't pay for it. Mm. So instead, what they what they did was they got somebody to sponsor his uh, we are I think it's the We Are the World Foundation. Yeah. So that's how they got him by donating a um, hundred thousand dollars to the We Are the World Foundation in order to get him to perform at the Super Bowl. Right, and if I'm recalling correctly, he kind of like you know ended like the Super Bowl with like a heal the world performance. Yeah, right? I think yeah. I think we yeah probably We Are the World. He did We Are the World. Yeah, or is it his Heal, heal the World? Yeah, it's it's heal, heal the World. world. Yeah, you're that's right. That's not the dangerous. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. We Are the World is like a uh, hundred different artists coming. Yeah, together exactly. Yeah, in the early eighties. Yeah, and, and then him getting really mad at somebody for not singing well. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. I'm not. Gonna say who it is, but uh, I remember there was definitely footage of him just staring down somebody for not being able to sing, and it is one of the funniest moments I think I've ever seen. I gotta find that clip though. He like that side eye is just so epic. He's like, because he was wearing sunglasses at the time too, yeah, and you're just like, like you, you, but you can still feel the side eye. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> He's like, that's what we're gonna do today. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I th- I agree with the tilters in that respect. I think Michael. Yeah is for sure deserving of the the title of greatest halftime performance of all time. But personally, personally not my favorite. I will say favorite? I will say my personal favorite is forever and will forever be mm. Prince in the Rain in Miami. Mm. I don't think like I'm a big musician guy and I know that there have been live performances at the Super Bowl performance before. But there's nobody that do, has done it on quite the scale that Prince did it. And the whole 
uh, performance had just like it was just it was perfect Prince. You know, he's like live and big. Like he had that gigantic shadow like like uh, over the sheet of him and the guitar just soloing it out in the rain with the purple light. So it just like it was literal purple rain. Mm. And I think that I don't think anybody can really combine the musicianship and the artistry and the just Farm perfection, yeah. perfection yeah. that Prince brought in every performance. And I think that um, for me, at least, Prince will always stand out as like the most perfect performer in that super in the Super Bowl halftime show ever. Wow, you make it very hard to follow that up. But I'm going to ask you, who do you think is my personal favorite? Honestly, uh, Janet, I like we've been talking about Janet a lot, but I like the way that you phrase the question makes me think that it's not your favorite of all time. I would say, God, man, I th- I honestly think that you you have a thing for Katy Perry's. I think that might, no, well, no, like no, 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 don't I, second guess yourself. No, okay, no, I think I okay, I will say that you well, we 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 love the Beyonce performance. I think that's like one of the higher ones on your list. That is the highest one. Of that list. okay? So the Beyonce one. Okay, yeah. So okay, good. Like, and I said I was going to come back to come back to this because I felt like one of these artists like. When it comes to like doing like the fifteen minute to twenty minute performance, yeah, this is something that Beyonce started to do all the time. Okay, following like the Super Bowl, and it may have happened before the Super Bowl. I'm, I might not be thinking of like some of those moments because she, she was already so yeah. she was already known to be like the performer of this generation of her generation. Um, but yeah, like that performance from start to finish, I love it. I can watch it over and over and over and over and over again and that's typically the case with beyonce performances like you know after the super bowl like she did the 2014 vmas where she literally from start to finish it may be like not in chronological order i don't know for sure i don't think it is actually uh her beyonce album the visual album like the surprise visual album like she did that at the super uh excuse me at the 2014 VMAs when she won the Vanguard award she did that album from pretty much you know like start to finish she did like almost every single song from the album and that was like a 15 to 20 minute performance and then she did it again 2 years later at the 2016 VMAs uh when she performed um not only formation but hold up uh don't don't hurt yourself sorry and uh i believe uh Pray to Catch It. She did, like, a, a combination of so many different songs from her Lemonade album, right? Yeah. So this is like, become, become a, like, a common thing with Beyonce when she gets on, like, these huge platforms um, to perform. Like, she does it. She gives you a concert, right? And so that's what she gave you at the 2013 um, Super Bowl. So that's my favorite. I mean, yeah, that I think that performance was one of the strongest ones just ever. Yeah. Um, I think I had that, like, number four on my list. Literally all the the categories that we discussed, she checks the list off on. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And this is why I love Beyonce, actually. She's a package deal. Yeah. She has... She has everything. She has the glamour. She has the, the dance moves. She has the singing. She's She's gorgeous. She's fierce. It's like a package deal. Yeah. Because, you know, some performers are, like, like tens in singing, tens in dancing, like, like one category over the other. Yeah, knock, Beyonce knock, yeah. is a package deal. Gotcha. Like she might not be necessarily a ten in every single category, but it's how it all comes together, right? Yeah. And that's why she's my idol. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we got we we had we had our favorites. What are well? We'll end it this way. We'll end it on a more fun note. What was your least favorite? Uh, oh my gosh! We're not going to do this. <laughs> oh gosh! Because I already have mine. You go first. Let me think on oh, this. Oh, that Justin Timberlake one was awful, man. I was not a big fan of the Justin Timberlake. Honestly, one. Justin Timberlake, the man, uh, the man of the the whole man of the woods thing, I just didn't get. In in his, I feel like in 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 his peak. In his prime in the mid two thousands, he was such a great you know performer. That Future Sex Love sound era was so amazing. So I, I can't give it to him because of that. Just objectively. Speaking. Oh sure, sure. Um, oh gosh, I want to say, <laughs> and it's not because I don't like. I have to go with pretty much holistically the Super Bowl halftime performances following Michael Jackson into, like, the early 2000s when they started to do, like, multiple, you know, like, pop stars and rockers and just, just different stars from different, like, genres. I, I remember one year it was Britney Spears, and I believe NSYNC, Nelly, uh, Mary J. Blige, Aerosmith. They all came together. It was such a great performance. But I think following Michael Jackson, that was hard to live up to that. So Yeah, that was, that was Super Bowl 35. Oh. It was, like, Aerosmith. Uh, yeah, and like um, it was like almost like a pretty much like almost a decade later. Almost, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, so like I think everything in between that was kind of like eh, forgettable. Yeah, there might have been like some like memorable moments in between that, but yeah. But also special shout out to Whitney Houston's national anthem performance. So yeah. that'll be another podcast. I was think actually thinking in my head ah. as we were doing this one because I was like, huh, I wonder how much like how I can incorporate more performances. Into, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. On to the next one. All right, and like Diana Ross leaving the halftime performance in a helicopter, that we are epic. we are also out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening for to the very first edition of Dan and Duran. <laughs> I hate you so much. All right, well that does it for this podcast. Thank you again to Duran for coming out and talking about halftime performances with me, and thank y'all for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Warming the Bench on iTunes, and follow us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Twitter at Tilt Sports and be on the lookout for other projects on the Tilt's YouTube page. This is Warming the Bench with Daniel Tran and Duran. Bye. Signing off.